Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago. With a second location at 2015 Ridge Road in Homewood, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, children's books, and bestsellers. For more information and upcoming events, please visit bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago. This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. So uh, I know you guys have, uh, or your band I should say, has collaborated with Riot Fest in the past for a show at Bottom Lounge. So I was just wondering what your experience is working with them. Obviously, you just told us that you like showing up to this early. So how's your experience with Riot Fest different? Well, it's my first Riot Fest. And I, first of all, when they asked us to play, I almost passed out because I was like, are you kidding me? This is the biggest music festival in the country. And they have asked Safe Airs to play, which is an honor to play alongside these great bands um, and also it's in my opinion one of the best run festivals in the country if not the best they really know how to take care of everybody and that's important to us the musicians and so I really appreciate that and everybody here has been really really wonderful to us I've heard that been said about the fest. I interviewed Skating Polly over the phone on Tuesday, and she was saying uh, other festivals really make you feel when your font is small. And she was saying that like Riot Fest is super welcoming, like even when your font is small. So that's really sweet. I I never thought about it like that, but yeah, they do. They treat everyone like that. Yeah, I think her exact quote was like, "Snoop Dogg only wants the big font bands back here." And I was like, "You're probably telling me about a very specific occasion, Kelly," but uh. <laughs> It was a it was a good time. Oh, that's that's wonderful. I like that. Yeah. So just I guess uh, speaking about festivals in general, my friend was like a big Warp Tour guy. Just as a veteran of the fest, how do you feel about its dissolve and like where do you think its audience is being carried on? That's a great question. Well, I know people who work for Riot Fest who had said that in the beginning of putting this festival together, they studied Warp Tour very closely to see how Kevin Lyman was able to do it for as long as he did. And he learned from his mistakes. Riot Fest learned from Warp Tour's mistakes. Um, and Warp Tour ended up being just this, you know, the longest running music festival in American history. And there was a reason for that. And it was a big cultural phenomenon on top of that. I agree. They created an entire, um, I can't say they created a subculture, but there's definitely a warped culture, a warped tour culture. You know, I'm sad to see it go. I do feel like Riot Fest is carrying on the tradition. Uh, I know so many of the bands playing this weekend because of doing warp tours with them. And when you do warp tour with bands, you connect with each other in a really special way and you make lasting friendships forever and that's the one that's one of many things but probably the thing I will miss the most about Warp Tour for sure you know Riot Fest whole thing is they're they're this big punk fest so I was just wondering if you feel more in your element when you play here where the headliners are people like Ween and Bikini Kill versus when you play another festival where the headliner is kind of like an A-list pop star do you feel like the audience resonates better with uh, with your songs? That's another great question. Thank you so much. I mean, 
I knew you were doing a great job when the first question out of the gate was not, so how did you get your name? So I have to give you a lot of credit for that. Great question. You know, the thing about Warped was that, you know, when I did my first Warped in 98, um, we were all of a certain genre, ska, punk, skate culture. And when I came back to do Warped in 2017, there were so many different bands. Gore was on my tour and like um, Municipal Waste and, you know, all of these bands of different genres. Um, and so what happened was uh, we learned how to appeal to audiences that appreciated different kinds of music and it made us a stronger band. And so, yes, I do feel more comfortable here. This is like my people. Yeah, I totally get that. So it'd be appropriate to describe your band's music as ska, right? Yeah, I mean, we came from a third wave ska scene in Orange County in Southern California. But the thing about our wave of ska is that it's very punky, very poppy. And there's a, for Seafarers, there's a large like jazz element to it which is nice and you know we're bringing in a lot more of like Motown and soul as well so yeah but we played all on the upbeat so we're a ska band yeah, for fun. sure for sure uh, so so kind of in relation to that I was wondering if you had an opinion on like how uh, music education in in schools kind of affects the genre like does it help create bands because in my mind when a school exposes a student to something that they otherwise wouldn't play like a trombone or something uh, do you feel like music education plays a role like just in your genre of ska or ska punk well I relate very personally to this issue because I you know came from a family that I mean, we didn't have an exorbitant amount of money and I had a teacher who every year for a number of years, her name is Judy Easterly. She's friends on my Facebook page with me now, but she's the reason, one of the reasons why I sing because every year she'd pull money out of her own pocket and put on a talent show. And so in elementary school, I decided I wanted to try singing. And it's because of her, because she provided an extracurricular musical experience or an artistic experience for us where we were able to express ourselves outside of the realms of like music classes, which were becoming few and far between. Um, so it was, that had a lot to do with it. And then also in high school, um, the music and theater departments were dwindling. And I had the opportunity to transfer to uh, School of the Arts in Orange County, which was like, you know, 400 bucks a year. It cost nothing. And um, it, that is what launched my musical career, basically. So, yeah, I mean, I think that this exposure and these people who care about music and music education for children, they're not only saving lives, because I know it saved mine, but um, it's creating an atmosphere for kids in which they can come together for purposes that are very positive and, um, you know, something other than, like, being destructive, you know? Yeah, yeah, I understand. I was uh, wondering if you think there's any bands that kind of are doing a great job at carrying the torch, like, in the genre? Well, definitely the Interrupters and the Skints. 
I'm a big fan. So I'm gonna get like in trouble for plugging other festivals too much. Just have to ask, like, how did it feel uh, three years ago when you guys headlined a fest out in Mexico, right? Uh, yeah, the uh, Pepsi Ska Fest. We, I love playing in Latin America, and their modern take on ska is so rad because it's like metal ska right now. It's so good and it's so fast and the musicianship is impeccable. Like they are so good. But then they're also like all the bands from out there, like we're in love, I'm in love with them. We just like have a love fest and the audiences are wonderful. And so it was like a homecoming for me to come back and it was such a beautiful experience. I can't wait to go back. Yeah, definitely. I love love going there too. Way less touristy when I go, but uh, it's it's a uh, it's a great time. Just like even the the mountains in the horizon. Yeah. I'm not sure in in the city too much, but just like when you land in the airport, the, the, that horizon of mountains. Am I right? Yeah, it's wonderful, and like I don't know. I just it's great. I just love it out there. Yeah, for sure. Me too. And in my last question, so we're at College Station. So I was just wondering. Uh, like what role radio and uh, maybe specifically college radio has played in, in your career? Well, when Safer is first um, got together, hold on, I love this song. You wanna tell the- Jackson song. Well, we just listened to it the other night. Who is this again? Anthrax. Oh, Anthrax, yeah. This Anthrax covering a Joe Jackson song, which I love their version of it. You want to tell the people the name of the song? One, two, three, go. They're getting in my head. Yeah, it's a Joe Jackson song. You want to tell the, the people the name of the song? Uh, Ticking in my head, maybe? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Googling lyrics or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so the question was... Wait, super off topic. Half of the big four is here and we're so chill about it. I, I can't. I know. I can't. I can't. Yeah, like, we're Riot Fest spoiled. Dude, we're Riot Fest spoiled and this is Slayer's last tour. And well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh. <laughs> we, we hope it's not, but they're saying it is and I'm happy to be here if it is. Yo, let them get their bank, like. <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah, uh, yeah you can. I don't remember what the question was. Uh, the now. question was, we're a college radio station, so I was wondering if like radio or college radio has affected your career. Yeah. So when Steve Ferris first started going to radio with our first single, it was exclusively college radio, and it was because of college radio that we were able to have a career. You know, it definitely launched our careers, and I also had a little show on my college radio station when I was in college so I'm definitely my heart is in it for you guys for sure opinion of if a DJ were to play his own band <laughs> on their show you're only allowed to do it once a month <laughs> and you can't make a big deal out of it <laughs> that's it yeah. anthrax is just killing it right I know, now we like can't like we have to end we have to end this yeah we we're anthrax yeah right for now. sure all right this was Anthony Lopez, a.k.a. DJ Napkin, catching up here with uh, Monique. Hi, it's Monique from Save Ferris. Thanks. Bye. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, wxav.com, for more information on your escape from ordinary radio.